0: as much as he touts that he
2: cares about it he doesn't
3: this is our revolution it's not theirs don't let them take it from you don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not it's ours and we will have it it is tuesday the first day of march the year of our lord 2022 i am johnny enshan alongside ned bruce is not with us today
2: ned how are you it's good to see you oh fine i just thought i'd come on a bit earlier than Friday when we last said with me lots going on
3: it, there is a lot going on. You uh, you stopped in a couple of nights ago, just as we were finishing, and you said that uh, you were ready to explode. This is based on the, uh, the whole uh, Russia-Ukraine thing. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about there. there. There is a lot to talk about there. But there's also a lot to talk about that's not being talked about, if you will. So we're going to try and cover both sides of it today. Because one distraction is distracting you from the other thing. You're now going to pay attention to people that have lied to you, and have literally tried to kill you over the last three years, economically, uh, emotionally, morally, financially, hell, even even personally, all right? Any which way they can. Any yeah. which way they can. Yeah, any way that they can break you. That's that's what's been the plan over the last three years. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, that didn't happen. Um, we, we need you to look over here now. Okay, I have a very big problem when I see... All of these people that are just pigpiling on uh, on the Russians, and believe me, there's plenty of blame to go there. We're not gonna we're not gonna go down this road, or at least I'm gonna try very, very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very adamantly to try and distance myself from this whole. Um, well, are you pro Putin? That's what I'm getting now. It's like the same people that have been following. I, you're already shaking your head, and I agree with you the, the same people that have been following this garbage coming out of the mainstream media and these governments are following this one right along lockstep. In lockstep, when they
2: were on the verge of turning on all of that oh, with COVID. What we what we got to do is, it's simple, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're playing the same games. They're playing the same media games. We said there's going to be a crisis so they can cover up and back off from COVID. No sooner did this crisis happen, than Pet Trudeau backed off a bit. But it's not that he backed off a bit. You were right when you said they're going to keep some nasty things in place because they have in Canada. They want to keep the financial surveillance in place. Nothing that means on any individual.
3: Yeah, yeah, they'll keep that Not just for for reference. Here nothing has been removed. As in no, no covid restrictions have been removed. In, in this country nothing has been
2: removed. Nothing. And in France as well. Want, and now they're just I mean <laughs> people are going to understand that everyone's shouting about there's people walking, there's changes going on. They've been doing this for months. Look at the media. Look at the media. Your media is just telling you what? You've had nothing but COVID. Then you've all of a sudden had, everything's okay. Now let's get on with the Olympics. Do this And all of a sudden, crisis number one. Bang. Ukraine's in your face. You haven't seen any disturbing fact about the population. A whole West have been walking the streets Some in sunshine, some in winter, you know, there's snow everywhere or conditions, but they're willing to walk the streets and say, we've had enough. And it isn't just a handful of countries. It's just about going everywhere. If people are stupid enough to roll over and go, I mean, Ukraine's wrong. I agree. It's totally wrong. But there's something dodgy here because it's not viable to go to war. It's not cost effective to go to war on anybody's side why to hold to actually walk into someone's country and hold it it is a humongous drain in russia came down because of that because of the east that they held and you've got to question and this is what tonight's about i think it's giving information out what's going on and then getting the people to actually look and decide for themselves they're not looking they're still not looking majority of the population are saying what about even the kids oh Ukraine, Ukraine this, Ukraine And I'll say, well, what about Ukraine? And i give it, well, oh, it's war, isn't it? And I'm giving it, yeah, but what do you understand about it? They're just reiterating what's coming out of the telly. Anybody's got a question is, hey, it's, it's it's most one of the most stupid things to do is to walk because the to, to keep a force like that supplied and everything is just endless drain on your system. Well, here, here's you the thing. Think, exactly go on going i'm sorry
3: going into going into ukraine right now for the russians because you you're 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 a retired military guy you know this winning a war and well going to war and and staying in the war and winning a war is all about logistics right it's about the allocation and uh and the placement of your resources that you have and keeping your your supply lines moving right well I'm trying to figure this one out because if you go back and you, you make uh, you make the uh, the references to to World War II, let's look at let's look at uh, the Germans. They went into parts of Eastern Europe, but they didn't do it until in the middle of summer. Well, why did they wait until the middle of summer? Because now is probably the worst time that you can go in there. Putin has to know that it's got to be the worst time you can go in there. Think about it. Think about it. The permafrost that's in that area of the world in Eastern Europe is just now starting to thaw. Within the next couple of weeks, it's going to start to thaw out. You can't move wheeled vehicles through parts of Eastern Europe because it's going to be a muddy mess. You've already got Russian tanks right now just outside of, uh, I want to say it's Kar- Kar- uh, Kharkiv, Kharkiv uh, if that's the right word, I'm, I'm not, not sure. But they're already getting stuck in the mud. The first one might get through, but the second, third, and fourth one in that in that convoy aren't getting through. And it's only going to get worse as the spring starts to roll in and the wet season starts to roll in through that part of uh, Europe. And so I, I, think it's, I think it's foolish. But it uh, I, I mean, well, I think the whole thing is foolish, to be honest with you. But, that, Man, you cannot,
2: but, but the Second World War, all the wars that happened since that have been endless, your Afghanistans and everything, Yeah, the people do not want to be beaten. They won't be beaten and they'll make it hard, endless nausea. So is there an alternative reason? Is this going to be a short, sharp thing? Or is Russia being as a tool to further another means? Because people have got to understand the governments, the corporations, they are all now in the pocket of something or someone because the masses of money that's been drained from everywhere in the last two or three years, well, it started before that, but this was on a massive scale, they owe somebody they all owe somebody and there will be people within those structures corporations and governments which i believe have a notion of their own chronic ideal of where they want everything to go and people populations are being sacrificed for it yeah they probably just is- about every human rights you can ever
3: think of they have, and we were we were discussing that um, before we started. And I can get into that here in just a second, but I wanted you to see this. I'm I'm flipping through a lot of these things uh, just to let you know that uh, the people here, at least, I, I can't I can't say the same for. Uh, everywhere else. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to deflect as in the establishment. They're trying to deflect and they're trying to take over the protests in the streets, if that makes any sense. They it can't does. control. They they can't control what's going on out there. So they need to try and, and flip it to their agenda. But it's not working. Even that's not working. These things that I've been flipping through behind me here for the on the screen behind me here uh for the uh for the last couple of minutes while you've been talking these were all yesterday and they're still it's still about covid it's not about what's going on in uh in russia and all that stuff but if you were to flip on the mainstream media here covid doesn't exist and it's, everyone's protesting yeah. Uh, yeah and everyone's protesting what putin is doing in ukraine that's what's being that's what's being portrayed here it's not this this isn't being portrayed and as you can see it's still about covid all of this yeah, is look. still about covid And this was all last night. And I guarantee you they're out doing it again tonight. Again, this is not being paid attention to. Yeah, they should do. They should do because as much as I, how do I put this? I stand with the people that that are standing up defending their homes in Ukraine. I respect that. I do. I do respect that because I would do just the same to be honest with you. But they're trying to distract, the establishment here in the West, they're trying to distract from their own failures. Our war is against them. We don't need to lose sight of that, is my point. They're trying to distract us. The numbers are coming out of what they've done. They just spent, like I, like I said, they just spent the last three years trying to kill you in every yeah. way they could. And they have, well, they have killed several, and they have killed several. Several. I, I would I, be honest with you. The amount, the amount of people that we're looking at here, we're not going to know that probably until the, uh, till the other side of this. But I understand that that they're trying to again play on your heartstrings. You remember, think of more than just yourself. Yeah, think of your grandmother, think of think of your neighbor, get vaccinated for them. Uh, now I'm serious. It's it's the same message yeah, I know, I but know. it's portrayed yeah. differently. Now it's <laughs> oh think of the, uh, the and they're showing the stuff on on Ukraine and and all the the stuff going on there. They're using the same tactic but it's a different agenda. It's the same thing. They're playing on your heartstrings. They know you're a good person. They are not. They're playing People, on your goodwill.
2: Yeah, they're trying to diffuse it. They're trying to like you say switch over but the without i mean this populist movement should be on all the medias and the question people have got to say well why isn't it on my telly just because it's not on the telly doesn't mean it's not happening and then the biggest question is if there is somebody powerful enough organize such a crisis to make you look in the opposite direction how much power do they have and how come they've attained it and where is it heading if you just if anyone can sit there and answer those questions, fine. I'd like to hear it, but this is what the world's about. Nothing's being debated. It's all been pushed out in your face. We've lost the idea of debate. Governments don't want to debate. Corporations never did. And there are certain people who sit in front of in the media chairs and talk to governments. They're from corporations or government to another government, and they don't debate the subject. Remember, when you look at your politicians, You've got to look at what they don't talk about. And you start to see what the agenda is. That's how it's been. And then you will then find, and if you even look back in your life in the last 10, 20 years, you will find that they've pushed this through. Why? Both sides have agreed to this. Why didn't they stop it? We didn't want that. Because it has not been a populist movement. We've just let them get on with what they wanted. And in some respects, we're responsible for, for the shit that's happening, because we have forgotten how to stand up, and it's only now we're standing up. A lot of people have paid the price.
3: I actually told somebody today in an email uh, when I was responding to them, I said, "Yeah, you because know, they were all stressed out." You know, I gave them the. I actually took a line from you. I said, "You know, stress is a killer." I said, "You've got, you've got a, I, I did. I, I thought of you when I typed that out. I'm like, "That's what Ned told me." I'll just pass it along, right? Stress is a killer and and you know you, you have to you have to be able to understand what's going on right now so you can deal with the stress if you understand what's happening right now if you're aware of what's happening and you, and you understand that this has to play out unfortunate as it might be we're now in a position now where it has to play out the time for preventing this has long passed so now we're we're stuck in this position where we have to let this play out so people and this is one of the reasons we started this podcast, was we wanted to give people the tools to be able to understand how things work and fight back themselves. We've only wanted people to understand and see things for themselves as they are. That's it, nothing more. And if you understand that, then you can understand what is coming next and you can prepare yourself for it. Therefore, you don't have the shock when it actually hits. You can think because if you're in a position Where the mainstream media and where these governments want you, right now especially, you've been beaten down, you've been demoralized, you've been subjected to all kinds of just mental, heinous, psychological torture over the last three years, and they want you to think now that that never happened. That never happened. Move on to this. They're trying to keep you off balance in a perpetual state of heightened fear, so you cannot think logically, critically, or rationally. But if you understand what they're doing, then you understand how to get around it, how it won't affect you going forward. You can step outside of that paradigm that they're trying to keep everyone in, one side or the other. That's where they need people. They need people in that Marxist dialectic, one side against the other. But to your point, about how they've broken nearly every crime against humanity. Let's just go over some of those. Let's just go over some of them because I was browsing this uh, earlier and I was kind of just tossing this around before we started. I was looking at the Geneva Convention today. It is a long
2: document. No, I'm serious. It's a long document. It's it's like 250 no, I mean, pages. No, it, it, oh, it's it an interesting document. Like, it is. It, yeah, it is. And I don't think I don't think there are many people out there that actually. They probably. Oh, Geneva Convention, wasn't that written in the dark ages? They'll be thinking, no, no. Oh, what's the name whatever? You know, hang on a second. Uh, would it, would it, and they're it? No. This was actually thought up in a very large agreement. And even I got it wrong the amount of countries that signed up for it. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing.
3: Yeah. So let's just go over some of these points that these people who again, who are the real target, these people, let's look at what they violated. Let's look at Article three. Just as I was going down through some of this again, it's a large document, but I was just picking out some points. <laughs> and I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. But just specifically Article three relating to non-international armed conflict, armed conflict. OK, well, they're coming at you with shots. They're coming at you with swabs to test you with. That's an assault on you by any definition, is it not? So let's look at this. One could interpret it that way. But even if you can't, even if you can't, there's other steps to look at after this. Just looking at Article 3. Let's see. Have they committed this violence to life and person, in particular, murder of all kinds, mutilation, cruel treatment, and torture? I would say yes. So at least a few of them you could actually nail them with. Uh Uh-huh. Taking of hostages. Well, that's pretty clear, right? Well, do this or you don't get this. Uh, if you, <laughs> no, that's what it lockdown. is. Lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. If you, held hostage, held yeah. hostage in your own house. <laughs> that's what you are. That's what. That's what it's been. Don't open your business because we've got to shut everything down for your health, right? They're holding you hostage. Oh, wait a minute. But if and you if take you, this hang hang experimental on, treatment,
2: if you don't do, if you don't do as we say, oh, by the way, there's going to be a massive fine. Oh, that's so right. That is yeah, yeah. That is being forced.
3: Uh huh. That's true. Outrages upon dignity, in particular, humiliating and degrading treatment. Oh, you better believe it. Every last damn point of
2: that. Mask wearing. You know the scary bit about You know distances. the scary bit about that? People actually became that true. they walked true. past other people. And it's like I said, they, a child fell over in the street on the way to school. And people stepped around him. Poor little kid was crying because he grazed his knee. And they didn't want to go close. And was rushing down the street because he'd get got over out there, so help so the pick kid up, Come him up. That's like <laughs> you know, not even a get. thought, that, that is not even no. a thought. But people were like that, they were walking down the road and they were stepping out into the road to walk past somebody to keep the distance. and I'm giving it that's a road, this vehicles coming down it, it's just ridiculous. Next.
3: Okay. So Article 3, that's that's just some of Article 3. There's more in there, but that's just some of the ones that I could see off the top of my head. Again, it's a big document. I don't have time to sit down and read all that right now. These are just some of the points that I looked at. I thought, man, it's, let's just see if some of these people have uh, have violated the Geneva Convention. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. Wait till you hear this. These are grave breaches. And I know when you think of grave as in, um, you know, grave as in like a burial site. No, that's not what this means. Not all violations of the treaty are treated equally. The most serious crimes are termed grave breaches and provide a legal definition of a war crime. Grave breaches of the third and fourth Geneva Conventions include the following acts if committed against a person protected by the convention. That would be all of you, by the way. Number one. Willful killing, torture, or inhumane treatment, including biological experiments. Oh boy. I'd say just every single one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Untested drug. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. With a virus that was clearly manipulated. Just saying. Willfully causing great suffering or serious injury to body or health. Oh yes. Oh yes. Denying you medical treatment. Closing your gyms. Not allowing you to get the proper treatment that you need. Denying early treatment? Yeah, you remember that? No mm-hmm. ivermectin? Yep. No, I, Actually, no hydroxychloroquine? None of that stuff? Wearing masks? Governments, that's that's governments, causing serious injury to your body or your
2: health. Yeah, but governments didn't follow, although they said, we are following advice, and yet the scientific advice that a lot of those people gave them, they didn't follow because they then just said, we followed advice. Yeah, they're buffoons anyway. Idiots.
3: We haven't been following science, though. We've been, we've been looking at the real science here. Over mm-hmm. the land. not, we're not the only ones. There's many others that have been doing that, but they've been shut oh, there's, down, criticised. There's, doc- there's and-
2: doctors all over the world. We started with this. We went to doctors that were doing things naturally. I mean, several countries were doing it mm-hmm. proper way around. They were doing it with their own patients, the small, the small practices, and their patients and their own people. They were looking after. But as soon as they tried to publish results, because in the beginning they said, "Well, there's been no results." And then the answer there is, well, you're giving a drug to people that isn't tested. Okay, we'll wait until, yeah, there's a results. All of our patients are okay. We did this, this, and this. And yet they still shut them down. They closed it all down. And they were positive results and the proper way because doctors were worried at those early stages that if the vaccine is okay, which nobody knows, there's not going to be enough to go around. We've got to find alternatives. And like good doctors, they did. And they got shut down. Mm-hmm. And they got shut down. And mm-hmm. that to me, well, it was irresponsible. And it caused endless, unnecessary deaths, really. I agree. <laughs> I then agree. They, and, then they, also, and then they started on the healthy.
3: <laughs> they did, yeah. Uh, also considered grave breaches of the Fourth, fourth Geneva Convention on the following. Taking of hostages. Again, we covered that point. Unlawful deportation transfer. Or confinement. Hmm. Let me see. That's unlawful, unlawful transfer. That would be removing you from your home. I, I, now we've seen that in a lot of these countries, moving you to a <clears throat> quarantine facility. Yeah, for your protection, for your health. That's unlawful transfer. That's unlawful transfer. Uh, and unlawful confinement.
2: Lockdowns. That's unlawful um, confinement. Sorry, but I, 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 and it's it's the maniacal laugh within me that keeps going back to thinking about what Australia done. And And where they have been, yeah, where they've been very, very verbal, very abrupt, very horrible, it's gone quite a bit over there since obviously there's been movements and people, and finally the populace is moving. But the biggest problem we have here on a legal status is remember what we said in the beginning under the laws of several countries. If they keep that umbrella of pandemic up, nobody can be held accountable for death. We said that back in February, March 2020. That's what you're up against. And then you got a mandate. A mandate law is a temporary law created in an emergency situation. When the emergency is over, those mandates should stop. That is why it's called a mandate. Yet they still haven't. Like you say, the people are still walking. They walk in the streets. And, yeah, it is going to be a horrible, lawful situation, and this is going to go on for quite a while to actually get the people we need to get at. On that point,
3: I want to play a clip here. This is... this is, a, this is a German doctor named Dr. Susharit Bhakti. I'm sure you've heard of him, Ned. Yeah, uh, I want to so play a clip have. of him. Yeah. And just on these points that we're sitting here, we're talking about judgment on the other side because that's what these people are trying to skate right now. We have a movement of for and by the people out there in the streets across Europe, ready to bring in Australia, New Zealand and in Canada and starting in the United States and in the UK, ready to bring these people to justice. That's what the fight is here. They're trying to remain relevant. They're trying to keep themselves out of bracelets. They're trying to keep themselves out of the court system for the crimes that they have committed. And it's not going to be just the politicians. It's going to be the bureaucracy. It's going to be the pharma companies that have done this, that have hid the data. And we're going to get to that too. But again, I understand we're, we're, we're supposed to be talking about Russia and Ukraine, right? That's what we're supposed to be talking about. No, we're talking about what's hiding behind Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine, Mm -hmm. that is a tragic situation, and there is a lot of accountability that needs to be had there. I think Putin made a bad move. He broke international law. That's on him. He's going to have to pay for that and what's happening in there now. That's another story. I feel sorry for the Ukrainian people. I do. But I'm not jumping on board with the same people that have done exactly what we're sitting here talking about, telling me that I need to support what they support or I'm whatever. Throw your label on it. That's what they've been doing. I'm not going down that road. No, they're polarizing people again, and people again. are so easily yeah. becoming polarized. But here, at least in the interim, as as I said, you just saw it. People are still focused on what needs to be focused on. People are still focused on but, that, and that's what they need to be focused on. Don't get distracted by what's happening. We need to pay attention to what's coming and what we need to deal with. Doctor Bhakti.
1: it is clear that the world has been victim of the greatest fraud conceivable to the human mind. Those of you who have inflicted so much suffering. your fellow citizens now face two choices should your deeds have been born of ignorance but honorable intent turn back now do so not only to save yourselves but to save your names and the names of your children from entering history alongside with those whose deeds were premeditated and born of evil from past to present Perpetrators of the world have swung their swords to divide and conquer. Fellow world citizens and compatriots, let us reach out and wrench these swords from their hands. They may have wealth and power, but we are many, many more, and the good is fighting along our side. Join hands with each other across all borders and continents. No longer let them divide the world and us, regardless of where we are. Or where we come from. We are united in our dedication to defend humanity. Let us stand up and disempower these inhuman tyrants.
2: No, oh, he's guys. Tell you what, he's right on the money. Every word, every word. And segregation, compartmentalization of everything and everyone is what they've done. And this is what people sort of wake up to use. That intelligence of yours with a bit of common sense. And just ask the question, why haven't we seen all this on our media? I don't want you to have it. They'll tell you it's for your own good. But who decides that? Who decides what's your own good? If you're ready to roll over and say, oh, I said it was for my own good. Well, you've just given up your freedom of choice. And that's what everybody in the world is fighting for. Just choice. And they've had people fighting against each other saying, well, you did the wrong choice. Well, you did the wrong choice. They polarized them. That'll be families, friends, everything. As a world population, we have been quite stupid, quite easily manipulated. And I'll say we, because I'm part of that population. I'm part of that population. But one side of us says something or one side says another. It doesn't matter as long as there's open debate, freedom of choice. It's choice. You've had that taken away and they're still trying to do it and they're pushing everything through your electronic devices to keep you where they want you. And um, it's quite sad actually. I'm I'm quite happy that I have a a, a teenage youngster that actually questions things. I make still sure give that them she, choice. Yeah, and make sure that she continues to do so.
3: Yeah, but she does still get choice. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is a, this is a little bit long, but okay, just bear with me on this, okay? The the reason I I wasn't actually planning to play this, but This deserves to be said. Okay, I'm going to play this in its entirety. It's 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 a few minutes. Okay, (laughs) so get get some popcorn. Get some popcorn. This is now again we're talking about what they're trying to hide, right? That's what we're discussing here. So this needs to be heard in its entirety. This is a member of European Parliament. Now, Ned, I know how much you you know the whole Brexit thing. You you know you don't. Don't really associate No, I haven't, so- got a pro-
2: I, I haven't got a problem with that because that was choice. Okay, that was a right. choice. Irrespective of whether somebody wanted Brexit or not, it happened. Now we had to live with it and then go with whatever choices because that was the choice of the people.
3: Uh-huh. Right. Apparently. Right. So, this hey. is This is uh, MEP from Romania. Christian. Romania. Yeah. R- yeah. yeah, Romania. I, I noticed him. Uh, Christian Teres. I hope I'm saying that right. But this, what he presents here, this is what they are trying to cover up. And remember, this might be from the EU, but this affects more than that. This affects you in the United States. This affects you in Australia, in Japan, in the UK. We we affect each other. Everybody. Everybody except the countries like Russia and China, and the other the other block countries that they uh, that they control, where they didn't use the products that we had, pay very close attention to what this man says.
0: Thank you so much. I would like to take this opportunity. I will be speaking today about transparency, and the importance of transparency in the European Union, and I will prove why transparency it's so important, especially when we talk about rule of law. Um, before I start my argument, I would like to take this opportunity to thank. A journalist from Germany who did not stop, who did not cave, and who was not afraid to seek the truth. When this journalist, whose name I don't know, and that's not important, saw the news out there in the month of April of 2021 that Ursula von der Leyen signed a contract with Pfizer for 1.8 billion, not million, billion with B, new doses of Pfizer vaccines, the guy requested from the European Commission based on the regulation, the EU law, that gives you guys access as journalists to documents held by the Commission. So this journalist requested all the communications between the European Commission and between Ursula von der Leyen and the head, the CEO of Pfizer company. The answer that this journalist received from the European Commission was that they cannot give him the personal messages or the direct messages between Ursula von der Leyen and the head, the CEO of Pfizer. The journalist did not stop there. He filed a complaint with the Ombudsman office. In the month of September of last year, it was publicly announced by the Ombudsman office that they are starting an investigation. I'm not here to criticize the media, but I have to tell you guys, the Brussels media was only one outlet who reported the story. We as MEPs we found out two weeks afterwards about this investigation and we start promoting that and that's how the mainstream media started talking about that investigation. A few weeks ago the Ombudsman released the conclusions of that investigation and the Ombudsman office said and I quote that was male administration when the European Commission and implicitly the head of European Commission Ursula von der Leyen refused to release, to disclose, this personal communications between her and the Pfizer CEOs. So my question to all of you, not only of you journalists, but people who are watching us, and who will be watching us. Is this the kind of Europe that we want? Where the president, an unelected by the people president of the European Commission, is negotiating, negotiating personally, with the head of a private company, that will affect our basic fundamental rights, as all of my colleagues already said. We should, not only that that we are entitled by law and by the treaty of the European Union to have access to these documents, but it should have been her, the first one disclosing this information to us as MEPs, to US journalists, and to everybody living in the European Union, because we are all affected by these decisions. And that did not happen. So I have to take this opportunity to thank Emily O'Reilly, the European Ombudsman, for not caving, for not stopping, and for actually doing her job. She was pressured, she was threatened. I know the kind of backdoor deals were here in the parliament. To stop mentioning in all these reports about her activity, do not say anything about the contracts, backdoor deals. But she did not stop. She did what was supposed to be doing. And that's how we found out that that was maladministration. But this is not enough. You remember, a few months ago, in a similar press conference, I showed you the contracts, the way they were released to the public and to US media. After the pharma companies accepted to be released this way. And I will show you some of the pages. This is the contract with Moderna. Pfizer is even worse. At least here you can see the page number. In the Pfizer, in the contract with Pfizer that was released to the public, you can't even see the page number. So I'm asking all of you, is this transparency? Do US journalists or US people feel safe when the head of the European Commission is negotiating personally with the CEO of a private company, public company, whatever, you know, they have stocks, but it's still a company. It's not the government, it's not a state. We became objects of these people. They strip away our rights because they have commercial agreements. This is unacceptable. So yesterday, we had to vote in the plenary and you can check the records on what is called the activities of the European Ombudsman annual report for 2020. And I have to congratulate my colleagues from all the groups who included in this report, in the draft report, I would say before it was Put to vote an article where the Parliament, the European Parliament, is demanding, it's asking, it's urging the European Commission to release not only all the contracts that were released, as I showed you. This is the great transparency in the European Union. The Parliament said in its draft report that all the contracts with these pharmaceutical companies be released. And going forward, the European Commission should not accept a clause in these contracts that they will not be able to release the full content, the full version of these contracts. We were all happy with that article, but we were shocked yesterday morning when we saw an amendment from the EPP group, the European People's Party group. That's not People's Party anymore, the European Special Interest Group. So, I will read and I quote some of the things that were mentioned in this article because it's important, especially for us journalists, to have access to correct information in order for you to properly inform the audience and what they try to do. The first thing mentioned in this report is the following, and I quote, it is in the interest of the European citizens to have clarity and transparency on the advance purchase agreements and purchase agreements concerning COVID-19 vaccines, and that this must prevail over the request of the manufacturers to introduce non-disclosure clauses. The amendment proposed by EPP was to remove this language. So my question is, why don't they want to have people access to these contracts? Second thing the European Parliament. It's encouraging the Ombudsman to continue her inquiries and to ask the Commission to publish non redacted versions of such advanced purchase agreements and purchase agreements. This text was proposed by EPP to, re- to be removed from the report. Why? And I'm urging you guys as journalists, ask the leadership of EPP Group why they don't want the European citizens and you as journalists to see the contract. The content of these contracts. The article also says that emphasizes that any lack of transparency in the framework of COVID-19 pandemic is at odds with citizens' rights to information and fuels disinformation and distrust, which is true. We don't know what's in these contracts. Some people contacted me unofficially who said, Man, you should not be aware everything is okay. I said, I don't know. I don't know. But just the fact. Just the fact that even us as MEPs, we are not able to see the full version of these contracts, this is a problem in itself. Even this text, they wanted to be removed. And there was another mention where the European Commission was urged to publish, fully publish all these contracts. Also this text was proposed to be removed. But see, people have the power. We mentioned before that we are elected by the people for the people. So we had a vote yesterday from all the political groups except EPP, who took into consideration the fundamental rights of the European citizens. And this is how they voted. Here's the result of the vote, 187 MEPs, the vast majority from EPP, voted in favor of this amendment to not allow the EU citizens and the journalists to have access to full contracts. On the other side, 506 MEPs voted that these contracts be published, that the European Commission should publish them immediately, and they should not accept any such clauses going forward. I've done a calculation. 27% of the MEPs who voted yesterday voted against transparency, and 72% of the MEPs voted in favor of transparency. These were all across political groups except EPP from the left to the right. Because we are here for the people. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank again to this journalist from Germany who did not stop and keep pressuring to find out what is going on between these messages that were privately exchanged between the head of the European Commission and the CEO of Pfizer. I would also like to thank my colleagues from all political groups who all fought for the same thing. We all want these contracts to be published. And I think it's time, as all my colleagues said, the European Union right now, it's in a deep crisis. It's in a crisis of leadership and it is in a crisis of accountability. We already have two investigations here that are proving that Ursula von der Leyen is clearly not fit for this office. She committed maladministration on the way she handled that request from the journalist and 72% of the MEPs just voted yesterday that all of these contracts be published. So I joined my colleagues and I publicly demand the immediate resignation of Ursula von der Leyen and allow this union to actually be, be led by a person who truly believes in the European values in transparency and in respect for fundamental rights. Thank you.
3: Did you see that contract? I think oh, there yeah, might have been everything. two sentences that you could see <laughs> out. Yeah. And he said I Pfizer
2: was even worse. <laughs> it's like having a, it's like having Official Secrets Act being blacked out of everything. but um, yeah, yeah, that's, that is just old-style secret service blacking out of stuff, and they think they can. They're corporations. that is the problem. They need to be put back where they should be.
3: That's what they're trying to cover up. That right there, you, oh, you've know, got you've got Von der Leyen who's out there now throwing sanctions around like she's like she's boss hog. Oh, she's happy to pull the yeah. Russians out of the Swift banking system. She's happy to ban all flights to the Russian Federation. She's happy to condemn what Putin's doing in the EU, which it should be condemned. I'm not not dis, uh, not disputing that. But uh, <laughs> um, what about your own guilt here, lady? D- do you see my
2: point? Yeah, the thing is, she has she's accountable. To every country that's part of the European Union, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. It's 500 million. Yeah, to to actually just argue the point that she should not be in office. No, she shouldn't. Just get her out. No, but there's more, that
3: than, that. The there's more than that. That is just the that. Yeah, there's, there's more than that. I mean, but he, he said it's- they've already got two investigations open right there. In my opinion, I mean, back when I was doing criminal investigations against organized crime, I'm telling you right now, I would, I would beg for this type of evidence to be put on people. I, I've gotten yeah. convictions in, in cases out of less, out of
2: much less than this. Mm-hmm. They think they're immune. They're not. But that, but that not. says a lot. They just car- They carry on their rhetoric. And the problem is they've weaponized the language. They keep coming up with this middle management sayings and they keep saying it, you know, and they've they, racism. If you don't agree, you're a racist. You're a Nazi. You're this, you're that. It's all keeping this segregation going and it's all a distraction. And she's going head for tail on the Ukraine because, yeah, she wants everything that she's done to slip away. But it's mm-hmm. not. It can't. It can't. Everyone's got to keep walking. Everyone's got to keep shouting. And thankfully, thankfully, 72%. That's a good number. He was uh, right when he finally it was it's good a number, good number. Yeah. He he did say, he says,
3: the people have the power. That's clear. They want everything out there in the streets across Europe to go away. That's clear. They are ignoring that for a reason. They're threatened by it. That's why. So they have to change up. Of course They, are. they have to make it about something else. But again, there's yeah, more to this- it. There's more to it. There, there's, there's the yeah. government side, yes. Yes, there, there's the government side, but there's more to it. So let's look at what the other side of this is, okay? This is Edward Dowd, former executive of BlackRock. Ned, you've not heard this yet. This is, again, where we're at. This is what Ukraine and Russia is all about. This right here. This is the smokescreen. That's the smokescreen that they need to cover up what Dowd is about to talk about.
4: And uh, it's become clear to me the clinical doubt is fraud. And um, interestingly enough, since that podcast went out and uh, the news is kind of floating around Wall Street, that the, the whole clinical trial may be fraudulent, which I believe it is 100% in my opinion, um, no one from the mainstream media has reached out to her. I'm going to break some news today. Um, she's been contacted by Wall Street Investment Bank. Wow. She wants to get, her, to get her on a call with institutional investors, pension funds, hedge funds, and they also wanted to go to a perhaps a, a live conference they hold to speak before a thousand people. So let me make a point here: the mainstream media may ignore this. Wall Street is not. Wall Street is going, and it's already started. Moderna stock is down seventy percent from its high. Pfizer's down nineteen percent. So we don't need the mainstream media because uh, my goal has been to get these stocks to start underperforming. And they started underperforming before I started to get more uh, notoriety. So it's not, it's not due to me. People smarter than me were already figuring this out. Um, and I want you to know Wall Street's rallying to this. I'm getting lots of inquiries from former colleagues and people wanna know what's going on. So nothing will convince uh, a sleeping public or those not awake yet uh, than uh, red stocks or collapsing stocks. Money talks, BS walks. My whole career, uh, my job was to be ahead of the news and be a lead steer. And we didn't wait for the Wall Street Journal. Of the, so you're of the a futurist. America. You're a you're a trendsetter. Well, that, well, that's what we call stock picking. And you know, what's funny is uh, when I take my stock picking skills outside of the realm of stock picking, I'm called a conspiracy theorist. Um, so basically, you're a stock picker, Alex, and you don't even know that. But you are. That's what we do. For, that's what I did my whole career was to connect the dots with 30% of the available information and, and bet capital on my predictions. So... This is a this is an investment thesis that I'm making. I can say that it's fraud because I'm talking to investors. I don't I I don't need to and, prove it. And you it. said I'm, this a week and a half ago, and it's all going down just like you said. That's what's credible. I think there's an a, asymmetric information uh, situation going on in the insurance industry where some people have figured out something's going on uh, and they're offloading their risk. They're not going to say what it is because they don't want to, that information to get out as they un, 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 unload the risk. So someone's going to be the bag holder on this in the insurance industry. So that I found very interesting. Um, and Let me just back up. Uh, you know, I believe this is fraud. And unlike other frauds where people lost money like Enron or, you know, just other classical frauds we've seen throughout our financial history, people are dying and being maimed. Okay, this is this is a fraud that goes beyond the pale. And uh, we now have three sources of information that something's going on. We have the VAERS database. Which a lot of people like to poo-poo. We now have the DoD leak that Tom Rents got, and now we have the insurance company results and the funeral home results. If I wanted to cover up a debt crisis, um, I would do exactly what I said in my pinned tweets. Um, I thought like a criminal, and it wasn't that hard to come up with that uh, because you know if you're going to have a debt crisis and the pensions can't get paid and the social contract is already broken, most people don't know that yet you're going to have to um, have a system in place to control the riots, limit travel, um, control bank accounts. And here we are, we see Trudeau controlling bank accounts under uh, the guise of medical tyranny uh, to help us because, you know, we're we're so at risk from a virus that 99.9% of us survive. If this is a plot, which I don't have any evidence for, but, you know, if I was running the show, this is exactly what I would do if I wanted to prevent people from figuring out that uh, I blew up the world with the sovereign debt problem. Um, it's not going well for them at all. Um, you know, they you can't hide the bodies. And that's the sad thing about this. The bodies are piling up.
3: You've not heard that yet. Bruce and I have been going over that for the last couple of days now. What do you think?
2: Oh, it's true. You said it. That's
3: exactly what they're hiding.
2: Yep. And they're sidestepping it, and they're going to create one crisis after another. And if they don't get pulled down, you've got your food crisis, your housing crisis. It is all a social crisis. He's right. They're finding ways to control things, hide things, and manipulate everything. Simple. It's horrible, though. It is, it
3: is. But his point there, where he said that, and there's more to that interview. Uh, we actually, uh, oddly enough, I, and I know have your own opinions about the guy, but we got that from Alex Jones. That's the one that interviewed him, and that's the interview we got. Somebody kicked it over to me, and I watched it, and uh, it was a, it was a good interview, quite frankly. So credit goes to him for, uh, for putting that together. I, I'm less about the, you know, the, the hyperbolic stuff, and more about the content of what Mr. Dowd was saying, and that's all I cared about. But the other thing here is that he said in that interview in detail, in the full interview we've posted up on our Telegram page, I would encourage anyone to go uh, to go and watch the the full thing in its entirety. But he said that nothing will wake up a public more than red stocks and, and a crashing market. Nothing will wake the public up faster than that. The investors, when he said that Wall Street is awake, he says, we don't need the mainstream media for this. If Wall Street is awake, they're going to want vengeance. Now, speaking to that point, he said that a lot of these people in a lot of these investors in a lot of these firms on Wall Street were made to take it to keep their jobs. And now they're starting to see the numbers come out of the insurance companies, and they're not happy. And of course, they're not going back for boosters. I saw an article out of Rebel News from Avi Yemeni a couple of days ago out of Australia. (laughs) People aren't going back for boosters.
2: Yeah, well, this this is where the backbone went out of society. This is why... From 2007, I saw things change and I had to put myself in a position where I could look after myself, look after my own and stuff like that. And everybody called me an idiot. But it's like he said, they can call you a conspiracy theories. All you can do, I learned then, is give people choice. If you've made those choices and you got vaccinated, fine. If you didn't get vaccinated, fine. But don't hide your stupidity. Don't just wallow in it and wait for somebody else to put things right. If you've suddenly realized that, yeah, someone's done something to you, step up. That's all you got to do is step up with every other because there's vaccinated and unvaccinated walking the streets in several countries. Yeah. Don't sit back and think it's somebody else's. Just be a voice. Just be a foot on the street. Just be another number because more people that do it better. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Don't just roll over, because that's what got us here in the first place. And that is the simple message. Everybody can do something by appearing somewhere, in a voice. If you can't walk, be a voice. Talk, debate, edit out there. We all be have a part to play. Seen. Yeah, because if you are vaccinated, yeah, even the more. Because if something's been done to you and then you're going, hey, I didn't know this. And then the people that weren't vaccinated have got to look at you and go, "Oh." Really? I told you so. I mean, I've done that. I've even done it on podcasts. I say, this is what we were saying from day one. It's not a case of ha-ha, whatever. It's a case of some way, I'm thankful it's coming out. But the price and the cost of this, you don't even know how big it is yet. And we've and the sooner it gets stopped, because it's still going on, the children in some places and everything are still getting vaccinated. People are still thinking it's right to get boosted. Come on. If you're vaccinated, if not, doesn't matter. Get out there. Have a voice. Just find that little voice within you and speak to someone and goes, I've had enough of this. I want some answers. It's time to
3: demand accountability. You're absolutely right. And again, this is this is what he's talking about with some of the insurance. We went we went through some of the insurance numbers just the other day. We're looking at 50 percent on average in all cause mortality. Those are death claims that are coming into American insurance companies across the board just from Q4 of 2021. We're now getting that data. Because it's a few months delayed, as compared to 2019. this... I hate to
4: think what the
2: claims are.
3: I, I I hate to think what it is too. But this this is a letter that was sent, and uh, Ned, I'll put this up so you can see it. This was a letter that was sent from Germany's top health insurance company one of their top health insurance company insures 11 million people okay and this is the english translation uh this i have the ones in german but uh this is the this is the best way to do it this was sent to the Paul Ehrlich Institute which is like their um their center for health and vaccination and all that stuff for you know that uh, basically it's like our vaers system they they manage it like our vaers system uh that yeah. monitor you know deaths deaths and reactions and things like that and it's titled <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yet they only have a percentage of what Because not everybody does report. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, And they make mention of that, too. This was sent on the 21st of February. So last week, a severe I'm I'm quoting here, a severe warning signal for coded vaccine side effects after Corona vaccination is the title in bold type at the top. (laughs) The Paul Ehrlich Institute has announced in a press release that for the calendar year of twenty twenty one, two hundred and forty four thousand five hundred and seventy six suspected cases of vaccine side effects after Corona vaccination have been reported, reported Remember, just reported the data available to us gives us reason to believe that there is a very significant underreporting of suspected cases of vaccine side effects after Corona vaccination. For this, I've attached an evaluation to my letter. The basis for our evaluation is being billing data of doctors. Okay, so what the doctors put through for vaccine reporting. Our sample is made of the anonymized database of the company's health insurance funds, So they examine the funds of what's going to be paid out and how many claims are are coming in. The sample includes 10,937,716 insured people. We have so far received the accounting data of the doctor's reports for the first half of the year of 2021 and about half of the third quarter of 2021. Our query includes the valid ICD codes for vaccine side effects. All countries use the same ICD codes, by the way. Yep. That's the code that they put in for recognizing what an adverse reaction is. So they identify what that ICD code is for that so particular vaccine. So yeah. cross-pollinate their information. Yes. And put it so down. every, every country is on the same... Table, so everybody understands what everybody's talking about. I think, sir. This evaluation has shown that although we have not yet received the complete data for uh, 2021, that based on the available figures, we have already 216,695 treated cases of vaccine side effects after corona vaccination from this random sample. When these figures are based on the full year on the population of Germany, which is about 82 million, there are around 2.5 to 2.3 million people in Germany that have been under medical treatment for side effects of vaccination after the coronavirus vaccine was administered. We see this as a significant alarm sign which is absolutely essential for the further use of vaccines. And it must be taken into account. The numbers can be relatively easy in our eyes and also can be validated at a short notice by changing the other types of, um, they, the translation doesn't work. It's a system that reads your, your medical information. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> to a corresponding evaluation of the data that will be available to you, uh, will be okay. So you will be, you'll be able to extrapolate uh, with regard to the number of vaccinated people in Germany, this means that about 4 to 5% of the vaccinated people were under medical treatment for side effects of vaccination. In our opinion, there is a considerable underreporting of the side effects of vaccination. It is important to identify the causes of this in the short term. Our first guess is that since no remuneration is paid for the reporting of vaccine side effects, a notification that the Paul Ehrlich Institute is often omitted because of the great effort, meaning it takes in the U.S. about 45 minutes to an hour to fill out one of those vaccine adverse reaction reports. So most doctors just don't do it. Or they ignore it and they try and pass it off onto the patient to something else and they just let it go. That's what they're talking about here. I get treated for something. Something
2: else. they think it's standard. So, yeah. So they don't and have to spend an get, hour filling the form out. You still have a lot of people. If they feel bad, they don't report it. They get on with their lives. Yeah. And it could and be something serious yeah. later down the road. So, so no matter what, no matter how deep they troll this and they go through it, the number is never going to be large enough or close enough. It's always going to be bigger. This is always going to be a minimum. And that's what you got to think about. It's always going to be a minimum. I mean, if you want to role play corporations and how they think on a dark side of everything, if you were in charge of a massive insurance conglomerate that has all these below you, there's somebody sitting there giving it, oh, in a pandemic, they've got to pay all this out. We'd better off if they were all dead. Uh Uh-huh. That's the idea. That's what it was all
3: about, was that right there. But they got caught. They got caught. They weren't as efficient as they they wanted to be, because that would have woken too many people up. But, continuing on here, doctors have reported to us that the notification of a suspected vaccine damage case takes about half an hour in claims. So again, takes too much time. This means that 3 million suspected cases of vaccine side effects are about 1.5 million working hours from employees. Do you have any idea how long that is? This would be almost the annual work performance of 1,000 doctors. This should also be clarified at a short notice. Therefore, a copy of this letter was also sent to the Federal Medical Association. So there you go. They're right. They're right. They're,
2: right. they're, they're they The numbers are never going to equate and hopefully true numbers will come out. I don't think they ever will. I don't think they ever will because it's like You mentioned before, someone has got to sit down and compile statistics of 2018, 2019, early 2019, before the start date. Well, we actually had the death rate. We actually had the all-cause mortality before we started. GP pulled it it all the way back to 2001. But it's not mortality. It is the cardiac It's the cardiovascular, it's the um, appendicitis, it's everything that's rearing its head now and they've got to compare it because that is what people will be saying, that some of the doctors will be giving it, you've got symptoms of this. And then they've got to work it out and say, why has this become so more prevalent since this unknown experimental drug has been put into the populace?
3: Just in the past yeah. in the past twelve months, just in the past twelve months, we've had a sixty eight thousand percent increase in strokes. Yeah. Um, in
2: one that's year. Why? Uh, hang on, <laughs> somebody will pull it down. You to, got, oh, You got the. You got it must the, be the, the, the greenhouse effect, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> climate change. You got. You
3: got. You got ITV in the UK yeah, saying if you're fair. shaking your duvet too much, it'll give you a heart attack
2: or a stroke. Or if you're um, taking too many breaths. Yeah, if you're breathing too much. Yeah, if you're eating vegetables. I'll tell you what. It is anything and everything. And it's just the biggest horrible fog that is being pushed out there. And yeah, no, it's got to come out. But people have to keep it. This isn't going to take two minutes. This is not going to take two minutes. But they've got to stop an awful amount of people. And the trouble is, there's people with a lot of money and a lot of push and that obviously, because the media is shut down at God knows where, uh, it's all being directed. But those people will keep this trolling through the courts past their
3: death. You know that, don't you? Well, yes, yes and no. And the, the reason I say is because, as I said, from where we started tonight, we're on the verge here of having these governments overthrown. That's their biggest fear right now, is being overthrown in a peaceful way, being overthrown. Oh. in. in There's hope. Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. There's always hope. My my friend, I've had hope from the start of this thing,
2: though it might seem pretty bleak. That's why we do this. Yeah, that's why we do this. Yeah. I agree, Johnny. I mean, when I found this platform, awesome. I couldn't have been more thankful. But it's people that are sitting there uh, of just, I mean, I remember working at the universities and I, I saw so many radical changes and I was giving it, why? Why, why, are you, why are you doing this? Well, And they used to come out and say, well, that's the way things are. Well, that's, that's not the logical, way it is. Accept- that, that's the that, that, acceptability of it. But that is what has made this happen because people have put their faith in a government and everything else, and they've been screwed royally. And it's you can't say anything else. And, and it is now time to actually go, yeah, you've you've definitely got to pay the fiddle, I'm afraid. We
3: have to let it play, play out. The ferryman. We have to let it play out. We're at a point now yes. where this has to play out. So, yeah, I, I completely concur. Do you have anything else you, uh, you wanted to bring up today? Just one thing.
2: People have got to use a bit of common sense about this Ukraine incident. We've got to find reasons for one thing or another will eventually play out. I don't quite understand it. It's not a sensible move. It's a stupid move. Why would somebody do such a stupid move? We don't know all the answers yet there's a lot of stuff coming out but what we got to focus on is what's led us to this position we've got to keep digging at this covid we've got to keep this motion people have got to keep this movement going we can't just be distracted so far
3: people are staying the course as in they're not being distracted you have a you have a good percentage of people that are you know drinking the Kool-Aid still but uh, I think once people get a little bit deeper into this and
2: realize, hey, wait a minute, these are the same people that just lied to me. Exactly. Get angry. And if you need to, if you think you can't do anything, you can. You can be a voice. You can be feet on the street. We just
3: showed you what's behind the curtain that they're trying to hide. They're trying to hide it and cover it up and run from it right now. That's what's Mm. being hidden here. That's what's being done. That's what's trying to be covered up. But as you just said, if we stay the course, I think we'll come out clean on the other side. But- it's going to require a lot of hard work. It's going to require a lot of dedication. It's going to require a lot of courage. All of it.
2: Yeah. In touch with your families, the friends that you've, and just say, hey man, sorry, fancy a beer. And go to one that has a vaccine passport in place. Just
3: walk in there and sit down. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. none of that. Thanks. I'm having a
2: beer.
1: Thank you.
3: All right. Uh, We are going to have to go. Ned, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Usually uh, we would have Bruce with us tonight, but uh, unfortunately, I think he's had prior engagements. He wasn't able to make it. Look forward to having you back. as as normal, you've done admirably well. It really really good. Impressed. I I don't even know what I'm doing, my friend. I just I just sit up here and then I go, right? And I, I it's just it's just later. We are going to have to go, so I want to thank you for being here, Ned. Thank you to all of the listeners. As always, if you have any feedback, please do send us an email at your convenience at dynamicpodcast@protonmail.com. At Everyone have a fantastic evening and we will see you tomorrow.